Session 3 How do we disciple lost persons until they repent and believe in Jesus? Session Overview Baptizing Non-Believers in Christ-like Character, Actions, and Words The core of our faith and life is to love God and love others. Compassionate Outreach Reveals God's Love for Humanity Strategic in Focusing Prayer on a Few Non-Believers Prayer is an essential part of discipleship. Prayer is the bedrock upon which all other ministry efforts are built. Listening to, encouraging, and helping a few non-believers connect with Jesus. The early disciples witnessed out of gratitude for what Christ had done. We move beyond witness to sharing the facts of the gospel. We invest in several lost persons until they come to believe in Jesus. Application Review Questions Discussion Guide for Mentor and Participant Learner Objectives At the end of this session, you should Be demonstrating love for God and others Be committed to compassionate outreach Be engaged in focused prayer for a few non-believers Introduction to How do we disciple lost persons until they repent and believe in Jesus? Introduction We have already pointed out that Nazarene Discipleship International, NDI, endeavors to carry out the Great Commission to children, youth, and adults in preparation for a lifelong journey of being and making Christ-like disciples. It is important for each Christ follower to be engaged in this journey. Thus, as Christians, We need to be highly committed to guiding lost persons to become Christ followers. Hal Perkins' book, Walk With Me, challenges me to ask searching questions like, In my daily walk with Jesus, am I baptizing non-believers in Christ-like character, actions, and words? Am I strategic in focusing prayer on a few non-believers? Am I listening to, encouraging, and helping a few non-believers connect with Jesus? Please read chapters 5 and 6 of Hal Perkins' book, Walk With Me, in preparation for this session. Session 3 How do we disciple lost persons until they repent and believe in Jesus? Baptizing non-believers in Christ-like character, actions, and words As disciples who go where Jesus guides, we are commissioned to be baptizing and teaching. This implies not only dipping new believers in water, but also intentionally immersing both believers and non-believers in the love of Jesus. Christ followers are holy in Christ because Christ is holy. We walk with Jesus, experiencing His transformation in our lives and endeavoring to imitate Him. Because God is love, love becomes our trademark as His holy people. We who live in love also live in God and God lives in us. 1 John 4.13-15 The core of our faith and life is to love God and love others. One of our Nazarene Discipleship International, NDI, core principles, see NDI bylaws, is authentic relationships. When we know we are unconditionally loved by God and unconditionally loved by one another, unity in the body of Christ results. This unconditional love knows no cultural, generational, or structural bounds. 
However, this unconditional love is made possible only through the working of the Holy Spirit. When we deeply care for one another, we discover just how rich our identity is in Christ and spiritual growth results. As we experience these loving relationships, we are enabled to walk the path of holiness because we receive both encouragement and loving correction along the way. These Spirit-filled relationships are necessary as we support one another in living a fully surrendered and Spirit-filled life. Compassionate Outreach Reveals God's Love for Humanity Another one of our Nazarene Discipleship International NDI core principles, see NDI bylaws, is Compassionate Outreach. God's compassionate and redemptive love is foundational to discipleship and it is the appropriate motivation for Christian outreach. God is continually reaching out to prepare people's hearts to receive salvation. It is a disciple's care for non-believers, both local and global, that places a face and hand to God's grace and love. Therefore, a disciple's authentic and loving relationship with non-believers is essential to communicating the beauty of God's grace and salvation. Outreach is every disciple's calling. Every disciple, faithfully living and loving like Jesus, is to be engaged in nurturing genuine relationships with others. Through a disciple's prayerful and compassionate action, God is reaching out and preparing hearts to receive salvation. When disciples are in such relationships with non-believers, they are obeying Jesus' command to go into all of creation to proclaim the good news. Mark 16.15 Strategic in Focusing Prayer on a Few Non-Believers Two remarkable practices characterized the early Christians. They were people of prayer, and they were led by the Holy Spirit. The Book of Acts reveals to us the early history of the Church. The early Church life is shown in an atmosphere of prayer. There are nearly three dozen references to prayer in Acts. In conjunction with prayer, it is important to recognize the openness of Christians to hear the Holy Spirit's prompting. Most of the references to divine leadership in Acts are related to evangelistic witness or strategy. The place of prayer would cause them to place themselves before God, to be searched and purified by the Holy Spirit. The place of prayer would keep the presence of God real in their lives. Prayer is an essential part of discipleship. Prayer is one of the core principles of Nazarene Discipleship International, NDI. In its purest form, prayer is communicating with and responding to God. Prayer was expressly modeled by Jesus who taught His disciples to pray. Jesus' disciples were then instructed to teach each following generation of disciples to pray. The scriptures reveal that intentional and consistent prayer nurtures and develops our relationships with both God and others enabling us to see and experience God's activities through His prevenient, saving, and sanctifying grace. Prayer is the bedrock upon which all other ministry efforts are built. As we pray, God inspires us to be actively engaged in the world. Through prayer, we participate in the Holy Spirit's transforming power, both for ourselves and for our neighbor. Prayer guides us to spiritual success. By deepening our relationship with God through prayer, we experience the Holy Spirit's guidance and find greater measures of spiritual growth and direction. Through intentional, specific, and consistent prayer, 
the body of Christ becomes the eyes, hands, and feet of the Savior. Christ followers need to ask the Holy Spirit to guide them to pre-believers. Then we need to pray for and care for these pre-believers. This is referred to as friendship evangelism. All of Jesus' disciples are called to it and empowered by the Holy Spirit to do it. The Holy Spirit helps us build bridges of love and friendship, often built on common needs, such as in the family or at work, or common interests, such as sports or hobbies. Prayerfully, we can introduce pre-believers to Christian friends, the Church, and to Christ. Listening to, encouraging, and helping a few non-believers connect with Jesus. Charles Chick Shaver offers a number of good suggestions that help us guide non-believers to Jesus. In his book, The Bible Speaks to Me About My Witness, he reminds us that while we are eager to share our faith and build relationships with others, in doing so, we have to follow the scriptural mandate to be as wise as serpents and as harmless as doves. We need to be alert to some common situations and remain above compromise. Many Christians are afraid to witness because they don't know how to handle the social barriers between themselves and non-Christians. The Bible calls us to maintain separation from the world, James 1.27 and 4.4, while calling us to love, witness to, and win the ungodly to Christ. The implications of the call of Jesus to be fishers of men, Mark 1.17, is that to catch fish, you have to go where the fish are. When we are committed to witnessing to the lost and winning them to Christ, the Holy Spirit goes before us. He prepares people. He works in their lives and relationships. Witnessing was God's idea before it was ours. God yearns for restored relationship with these people even more than we do. The Holy Spirit is the master evangelist in the world. While we speak to a person's ears what Jesus means to us, the Holy Spirit speaks to the person's heart. The early disciples witnessed out of gratitude for what Christ had done. Shaver also reminds us that while our responsibility and obedience to Christ's command are vital, our hearts today also have to be full to overflowing with gratitude in order for us to be able to effectively witness with the right attitudes. The vine and branches teaching in John 15 speaks of reproduction only as there is moment-by-moment -moment sustenance from the source. Furthermore, although we are called to witness to other people and help guide them to Christ, this is a process. Like a plant, it begins with a seed that is watered, nourished, and nurtured along until harvest finally happens. Sometimes we have different roles to play in that process. Whenever we help one person to come one step closer to Christ, we have pleased God. You may be the witness who leads that person to Christ, or you may be the witness who plants the seed. Let's remember that any spiritual progress is good, and we have glorified God. We move beyond witness to sharing the facts of the gospel. As Shaver also affirms, we must move on with our witness to sharing the facts of the gospel. Certain basic truths need to be heard and understood. These basic truths include grace, humanity, sin, God, Christ, faith, and repentance. But as Shaver observes, the best witnessing occasions are not usually spontaneously just bursting forth with our faith. Instead, it is important for us to prepare ourselves ahead of time 
so we are ready to walk through the doors that the Holy Spirit opens. Let's invest in several lost persons until they come to believe in Jesus. Would you share with others how you are investing in those who still need to find Jesus? Each of us has our particular area of ministry that provides the context of our finding new disciples. Would you share ways you are engaging with the lost in your context? Application 1. Read Chapter 5 of Hal Perkins' book, Walk With Me. Reflect on the question, What is the disciple-maker's role? 2. How well are you doing in informal baptizing? How well are you doing in strategic baptizing? 3. Read Chapter 6 of Hal Perkins' book, Walk With Me. Reflect on the question, What is the disciple-maker's role? 4. How can we be discipled by Jesus? 5. Go to the Way, Truth, and Life videos and watch the Seeking Grace video, 1007 duration, and continue to think about discipleship as a journey of grace with Jesus. Then, describe God's Seeking Grace for you. Discussion Guide for Mentor and Participant Be prepared to discuss the following with your mentor. 1. How well am I doing in my daily walk with Jesus? Am I baptizing non-believers in Christ-like character, actions, and words? 2. How well am I baptizing non-believers with my actions? 3. How well am I baptizing non-believers with my words? 4. How strategic am I in focusing prayer on a few non-believers? Who are some of those that I am praying for? 5. Am I a good listener? 6. Am I a good encourager?